Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they're keeping it hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Bugsy, Dolphin Hip Hop Podcast, episode 104. I'm super excited about this episode. This episode has been in the making for some time. Chicago stand up. I want to welcome the CEO of Hip Hop Littles. It's the one and only Modelo. Yo, 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 yo. What's good, man? How you feel? I feel good, bro. Yeah. Welcome to Philly. Man, First look. time? Definitely my first song being here, but yeah, I, man, look, it's been love since I got here. That's what's up. It's a whole different feel for me. That's good. That's yeah. good. Appreciate sure. that, man. And um, I'm still trying to get to Chicago, so we're going to yeah. make that happen after right, this interview. Right, yeah. So then I'm going to come to y'all. We're going to do something in Chicago. Hey, whenever you're ready, man, you let me know when you touch down the city. We, we, we take gonna, care of people. Okay. You know what I mean? Now, before we get into this interview, I do uh, want to shout out your team, Angela, Caroline, Everybody's been very professional, man, yeah. and this was a great, you know, business relationship to put together, yeah. and I want to continue it. And like I said, I appreciate your team, and I appreciate you. And I and I actually wanted to know how did y'all find out about Do for Hip Hop Podcast? That's the first oh, question. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I think you're interviewing the wrong person right now. You want you want to know how we found out? Because um, it, it came from Angela. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it came. Shout from, out to Angela. She in the building. Yeah, my event planner, man. She go crazy. Okay. She go crazy. So like me, I be Yeah. I'm always on the move. Okay. Man, so I don't right. really be having too much time to like, you know, get in networking with different people and everything like that. But like real talk, like every day she come to me like, yo, we got this. Mm-hmm. We gotta go ahead. Okay. Okay, this magazine reached out. We need to talk to them. So okay. me personally, I'm just like I'm like the yes man, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> cool. Said I'm the yes man. <laughs> all right, so basically, I wanted to know how it started for you as far as the label, as far as your clothing line is concerned. Like, was you an artist first that kind of like transitioned into the clothing fashion world, or you was that was always your first love, fashion? Uh, no, nah, like fashion mm-hmm. definitely wasn't my first love. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fashion definitely wasn't my first love. Okay. Um honestly like music is was over everything. Really? I mean, yeah. Okay. So like I was a I used to do like drawings all the time. Like oh. I was like art, any form of art for mm-hmm. me was basically, you know, my entity, right? Okay. So doing as I'm doing art or whatever, mm-hmm. like right. music music became when I was like eighth grade. Cause a lot of my homies right. used to be like rapping all the time, okay. and we'd be in the hood and they just rapping, and I just be like, I took into it. Right. So on top of me doing the music and mm-hmm. doing the art, it kind of just like, all right, cool. You okay. Know what I mean? So I took that off and I got into the music industry. Was doing that. Mm-hmm. The clothing, man. I'm, I'm definitely not a fashionist at all. You not? Nah, I'm not. So See, do you do you hire other people to kind of like help you with that part, or uh, you just feel like that's do you feel like that's needed for your brand? As far as like the fashion? Yeah. Um having someone that's like fashion sense, like, you know, have to be a certain uh to be to be clear with you, my brand is not about fashion, honestly. Okay. Can you yeah. break down which why you started and what's the vision so people will know? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um 
in the beginning, like by me being an artist, mm-hmm. it's like I kind of like wanted to bring like I was big on like love, right? Okay. So rather it comes from like friends, family, relationships, mm-hmm. right? All that like love was was like trumping all, right? Right. So when I got into that, my my clothing line was was it started off just as a design for like a uh, a uh, 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 um front cover. Okay. You know what I mean? For yeah. a song. Okay. So it started with like my baby picture, which was like the first character from Hip Hop Littles. Right. So I took that and then it was like, all right, cool. So then I was like, you know, I could make a brand mm-hmm. behind my music. Right. So when I did, wanted to do that, it was like, all right, cool. But at the end of the day, it was like me, I was big on like unity and like bringing people together. Right. You know what I mean, because I feel like, like in hip hop, like hip hop is like one of the biggest cultures of music like the biggest genre of music we got all ethnicities in 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 our genre fact so by being that way it's like you know we don't really see the togetherness in like country music you know what i mean True. or like right like pop music like it took a long time for us to really get involved with the pop culture that's right you know i mean so when i looked at hip-hop it was mm-hmm. like all right cool i'm gonna you know, bring this together. Okay. So on my brand, it was like I was like, I'm gonna start with this one character, and then I'm like, I need more ethnicities. So I went to the five ethnicities, basically the the main ethnicities for the most part. Okay. Um, black, Hispanic, um, mm-hmm. Asian, like mm-hmm. mixed, and Caucasian. Okay. So I brought all those together and I started creating the characters for it. Wow. So the whole the whole like demeanor and the whole meaning behind like the mission statement behind my brand is basically bringing cultures together. Little by little, so that's why it's like hip hop littles. You see what I'm saying? Wow, bro. I see. I ain't even (laughs) deep. That's what I wanted to know. Like, where did the little start, little part come from? Yeah, because like little by little. Yeah, that's the slogan. So, like, I started with like Mm -hmm. hip hop love child because it was just going to be about me. Okay. And this one character. Mm-hmm. But then when I had to bring all these different characters and ethnicities into it, and it took me a minute to come up with like the littles part of it in general. So when I brought that together, I was like, okay, I right, bet yeah, like this right here, this right. this is gonna work. Right. So when I did hip hop littles, mm-hmm. I was like, this is gonna be the, you know, what I'm saying the next big thing. So honestly, it was just like fashion. It was just like something for people to wear, just to support me. You know, what I'm saying about like unity, love, and bringing everybody together for real. So the clothes is just kind of like just the offset of your mission, but your main mission is bringing. All the ethnicities together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow, I mean, that's a deep, that's a deep concept, bro. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't even about clothes. It ain't about music. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't like it ain't about neither one of those. It's, it's definitely about just like the kids at the end of the day, right? You know what I mean, so what made you? Cause you, cause your illustrations is is kids. So what made yeah. you pick the youth over everyone else, like adults and? teenagers you focus more on like younger kids what made you go that route you uh, feel like it's more impressionable no i mean right. gener- generally that's where it starts right okay yeah, yeah true so i mean if you got hip-hop littles mm-hmm. i mean we 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 basically we mirror you know what i'm saying we mirrors to them okay so they don't they look at us and be like oh that's what's cool to do right i mean we we basically like the advocates for them Okay. And they they're not gonna basically know what to do and how to move or 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 what how to how to be educated without us. Right. So like we start you know getting them into the phase of like understanding like 
there's difference, there's diversity in people, mm-hmm. then like it'll definitely grow into something bigger. And we will have less violence, you know what I'm saying? Because people will be able to understand people a little bit better than just assuming like, oh, well, this person is this, you know, this race or this culture, mm-hmm. I should be against that. Right. Because that's what the media really kind of put out to them. Right. But us as being the adults and being like the people that they look up to, we started off with like, yo, like, you know, the diversity, like this person had autism. Right. You know I mean, this person can be deaf or whatever, but you got to learn how to treat them people with courtesy. That's true. I mean, at the end of the day. So we start, we teach them that, then it's like, they understand, like, the violence really ain't really where it's at. It's and not. It's pointless. It is. You know I mean? And I want to touch on that because um, Chicago was known for drill music and yeah. people like, you know, Chief Keith and Little Dirk and rest in peace to King Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And you said you try to stay away from that. And that's very interesting from you coming from Chicago. Can you touch on, like, how you feel the Chicago rap scene is now compared to how it was, even though we got sprinkles of people like Common and Kanye West is not really on that drill. What do you think needs to change? Because honestly speaking, when we look at people like Young Thug and Gunna and the way people getting getting hit with the RICO law and getting booked, I don't feel like drill music is going to last much longer because I feel like the law enforcement has such a, a, a microscope on drill music that I feel like they trying to take it away. What's your thoughts on that? And do you think that's going to happen? Do you think that your brand can help kind of like minimize that and bring the positivity back to your city? I know that's like a two-part question, but I just want your thoughts on that. No, no, no. Honestly, mm-hmm. drill. I mean, to me personally, drill music is only alive to those who keep it alive. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you stay in that era and you stay in that lifestyle, it'll always be drill for you. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So if you look at, if you, it's just like if you look at anything else, right? Like mm. If that's like how we look at hip hop, hip hop changed. Right. And from the 90s to now. Facts. You know what I mean? So you look at it and you be like, yo, the 90s, it was like, it was like, we didn't really live the rap. No. You know what I'm saying? We live no. the raps. No. Now they live in the raps. Right. They really after it. You right. know what I mean? So. With with me being from Chicago, it's like I'm from that. I'm from Inglewood. I'm from like 63rd Street. I know like everything that they be talking about and the violence and everything that be causing that. You know what I mean? Because I'm from I'm from that from that strand. Okay. But um, I feel like with us, the violence in Chicago that people don't really understand is it's not It's not just because we want to, right? Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have beef with somebody just because we want to. I mean, like, people don't understand, like, the people in Chicago, we, we really like just to chill. We don't really like to be violent. Okay. But most of our violence is based off retaliation. It's not based off, oh, this person looking at me, I got beef with them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just based off, like, you know, people getting into it with other people cool. that's related to other people or that's cool with other people. Right. So you got to get in tune with you. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. So it's it's not like that. It's not like that. And, and that's the thing about it. People just be like, oh, you go to Chicago, you're going to get killed. You know, it's dangerous People out do there. be saying that. Yeah, they do because they don't understand our culture. Like Chicago really is like our own nation, for real. Like Illinois, mm. Chicago, we really are our own right. state. You know what I'm right. saying? So... Because when you dead, it's like, like, like anybody gonna really bother you for real. Like if you don't, mm-hmm. they don't know you, you don't got no beef with you, they ain't gonna bother you. I've right. been I've been in plenty neighborhoods in my area and I don't get into with nobody. Okay. You know I mean, right. but I'm I'm still from that strand, from that culture, but I don't have beef with nobody because 
they don't have a reason to be from. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't we don't move like that. You know what I'm saying? We we really like want to show love to people for real. Okay. But if we got beef for somebody, it's in the air. You know what I mean? Ain't no ain't no lacking at that point. Just okay. You gotta come how you gotta come. Wow, that's interesting, man. I yeah, because coming from Philly and kind of like looking from the outside in. We look at it differently. We look at yeah. it like they just be wild. <laughs> yeah, and it just true. be like the numbers be up so crazy. Now, mind you, Philly numbers is crazy. We just had a man shooting on one of the busy, busiest streets in the city, South Street. Yeah. The same street that got Ishka Bibbles and Jim Steaks and, you know, growing up. I didn't really have to see that because it wasn't like that then, like you said. Yeah. It, it, it evolved. Now, do you think, because a lot of people don't think that Chief Keith is the godfather of drill. Some people think that King Louis is the godfather of drill. What's your thoughts on that? Because uh, some people even think Waka <laughs> Flaga is really the originator of drill. But I just want your feelings on that because that's a debate that came up so many times. And you from Chicago, oh, so man. you can break it down even better than <laughs> the average person. Uh, honestly, man, like to be, to be 100% with you, for real, like with the whole drill thing, they, they basically – Came around around the same time, right? They did, yeah. Chief, Chief kinda, Keith and King Louis, yeah. They came. They they basically kind of like sprouted off at the same time, like took off. So like with Keith though, see like Louis had it. Okay, I'm gonna be real. Like Louis had it. Like right. everybody was like King Louis crazy. Ooh, ooh. Right. You know what I mean, but when Keith came out, right, he took the toll. You know yeah. I mean? Because I mean, me being strictly honest about it, I mean, from my perspective. Um, okay. Chief Keith, he 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 lived everything he was talking about. But he King was, Louis didn't. I don't I don't know per se okay. everything that he okay. did, but okay. media wise and like just being around in the streets and everything like that, like Keith right. was really in the streets. You know what I mean? That whole shootout he had with the police, all oh, that was real. You know what I mean? So he really Chief did Keith that. A wild boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, Yo, that was man. real. So everybody yeah. just came behind that. You know right, what I'm saying? Like yeah. and like like three hundred, six hundred, all that. They they, they came they, behind that. They do they they do their thing for real. So it's like then they like I me personally being from that type of hood. Like I I get them. They props. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that went crazy. You know right. what I mean? I get them that for real. Um, I just only thing for me from my perspective, I felt like because at one point they was all cool. King Louis, Little Dirt. It was all cool. And then all of a sudden. Then was it, you think it it's beef. the success or you think it was the street shit? Uh, it's was always it? the street. It's retaliation. Once okay. somebody get into it with somebody, we like, you got to play your part. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, I can't, like, me and you got cool, right? Yeah. And my team right here, like, we all good. Everybody's cool. But when we in the club and mm -hmm. one of your homies get into it with one of my homies. Right. Then. Everything's going to escalate. Like, either we can be the advocates or, or smoke. You know right, I mean? fast. So at the end of the day, but you get you feel how you feel about your homie. I feel how I feel about mine. If we ain't both level headed, it's gonna it's yeah. up there. You know what I mean? So now we got beef. Regardless of how cool we were, this is my man's. Mm -hmm. We got beef now. That's true. I mean? So it's like now it's like you no know, one after another, and that's just how I start. Cousins, friends, family, mm -hmm. whatever. What I want to ask you is because I, I I don't know like. Do you feel like because your mission is so positive, mm. do you feel like you get resistance because it's so strong in Chicago? It's all about I got to get the ops. It's the ops. Everything is the ops, this yeah. and the ops. 
Do you feel like you get resistance because you're trying to be on a positive note? Like from, do you get resistance from your colleagues, people that you used to know before you turned into this entrepreneur CEO? Like, why you want to do hip hop littles? Like, I just want to know what people think about you now. Oh, man. Like, what is their thoughts? Like, what do they really think about you? You know how because long this conversation can go. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that's gonna be a real long conversation, <laughs> bro. I just need a summary. Yeah, yeah. I understand we on a certain tight time, but yeah. I do want to know that because. Me being from Philly, now, I'm a positive dude, but I had my moments back when I was a knucklehead, a yeah. young boy. Yeah. But when I went to Lincoln, I learned that that's what made me a man. When my boy got killed in 97, the same day Biggie got killed, yeah. my whole life changed. And I said, am I going to go the route that I need to go to stay alive, or I'm going to go down the route he went and be dead? So I made a conscious decision to myself that, that I wanted to go a different route. So I chose to go the educational route, become an entrepreneur, be in the music industry, and boom, here I am. I want to know from you, do you mm. get resistance? Because a lot of times when you got dudes you came up with that don't got a different mindset, they look at you as a nut. Yeah. So I want to know, can you give me that? Like, what's, yeah. what's the colleagues, your homies from the block talking? Because I don't know, bro. It gets uh, it gets tricky. It, it, it is, man. Like, I, so... Just to give you some in depth, right? Mm-hmm. Of um, of the reality of of me and you know the transition that I've made. Okay. Um, I really don't even talk to none of my homies in the hood no more, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it always comes down to that. Yeah, it's not. It's not that. Um, to be frank with you, we really can't have the same conversations no more. Mm, you know deep. Like. It's no love lost. Right, but... But we don't have the same conversations. You know what I mean? Like, I could sit here and, you know, we could talk about, like, what happened in the 90s. Right. You know, when we was growing up. But how 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 many conversations can you have about the same thing? You know what I mean? So, in the sense of that, it's like, you're doing, you you know, you're still in the hood. You're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm not, I'm not saying, like, no wrong with that because I love my hood. I do. Okay. But at the same time, it's like we got to, we from that. Right. You know what I mean? We got to find that that space to evolve, right? Yeah. So, like, I've been that person. Like, I've been that person in the hood. Like, it's not one person from my hood that know me personally that could be like, oh, I was just one of the guys in the hood. My day ones, I came to their crib, you know what I mean, brought, like, boxes of toys for their kids. You know mm, what I mean? Like, right. you know, they needed bread or whatever. Like, I threw them bread, all that, you know. But it was the transition for me. That was at one point in my life, right? My homie, like, he never had a call before. And he never had his L's, never had his license. I used to always slide in the hood. Even though I left the hood when I was a shorty. But I used to always go back. Like, my mom used to bug up on me, like, yo, stay out of there. Stay out of the hood. Why you always got to go back over there? Right. Like, because they're my people. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, that's what I know. Right. So, as I was growing up, I'm mm-hmm. in the hood. I'm still kicking with him. I'll go back over there, mm-hmm. growing up, growing up. But I'm also moving in different directions too. Right. What I learned and I realized one day was I was the only nigga that was kept coming back to the hood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was like so you peeping the game. Yeah, I kept like, coming back to my block. Right. When my homie finally got his license, got his car, whatever, mm-hmm. he never slid on me. Right. You know I mean? So it was like, why do I got to keep coming back if he? I get it. You know what I mean? Totally get it. I wasn't in the hood, per right. se, but I wasn't far. Right. You know what I'm saying? So why why is that 
now you got a car, you got your license. Why well, can't never get that phone call? Like, yo, I'm finna, finna slide. slide on you. Yeah. Like, yeah. What you doing? You know what I mean? Right. Bring yep. a bottle, do it, kick it, talk, whatever. Mm-hmm. I never right. got that phone call. I mean, never. <laughs> so that right there kind of just like opened my eyes. Be like, yo, I'm, I'm, I gotta chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And um, so by me being positive, like, but I realized my group of friends always change, for real. Right. My homies in the hood, we barely talk. I talk to maybe like one person, and he's, you know, he kind of like telling me like, bro, like out of everybody, like everything that we did in the hood, mm-hmm. fighting, shootouts, all that, mm-hmm. he was the one that made it. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of like the conversation that me and him have all the time. Okay. And um, so only just only from him being in the hood, then right. I had another group of friends that I ended up getting cool with. Seven, eight years. Right. I don't talk to none of them no more. And that and that just ended. You know, that just ended recently. Wow. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. one day I asked myself, I was like, if I stop talking to these people right here, mm-hmm. who am I going to kick it with? You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm older now. So it's like, right. I, I don't go to school no more, you know what I'm saying, to meet people <laughs> with talk, you know what I'm saying, yeah. be friends. Right. Who am I going to kick it with? Yeah. So what and I And what do was the answer? I met new friends. People you know that mean? got the same mindset. That's on the entrepreneur. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because yeah. those people, they they want something, but they don't got the hustle to go get it. You know okay. Right. So now it's like, even with me trying to teach them, like, yo, like if you if you're a chef, mm-hmm. like, I get that. Cook every day. Right. Even if you even if you're not cooking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, watch chefs that's bigger than you. You know right. what I'm saying? Watch YouTubes, whatever. Yeah. You want to be better than what you were yesterday. You know what I'm saying? So you got to keep going after that. Well, you know, they get defensive when I talk about that. They get mad at me. <laughs> you know who you remind <laughs> me of, bro? I'm going to keep it a bean. The way you talk and the way you answer questions, 50 Cent. Do anybody ever tell yeah. you that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I to 50. That was the first time I've heard that, for real. Yo, the, your demeanor, like when he said, go get that. And when you said, you want to be a chef, you got to cook every day. And you got to get better than yesterday. Like, yeah. that's some shit 50 Cent said, <laughs> but just on a different tip. But you just got that demeanor, the 50 Cent demeanor. What I want to ask you, bro, is where do you see Hip Hop Littles in the future? Like, because... Kids are so impressionable, and I do like your brand, bro. I, I never, it's like, it's so different, and yeah. this is very unique, yeah, very unique. Yeah. And when you break down a story little by little and bringing people together, it's so unique, yeah. So, what's in the future for Hip Hop Littles? But where you see your company in the future as far as the mission and where you trying to take it? Let me keep it real with you, yeah. I want to be bigger than Disney, bro. Wow, man, that's a good answer, bro. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even come. Like, what can I say? Yeah. Like, you yeah. want to be bigger than Disney? Goddamn, yeah. that's 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 something right there, yeah, man. I'm, 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 my my mm-hmm. my mission is to be the Black Walt Disney for real. Okay, you know what I mean, right? Facts. So, I like so that. Just just the fact that you see like the clothes, whatever. Like when you watch Rugrats, like you need know, a cartoon, but the clothes they got clothes, but they weren't really they. They think, right? Yeah. Like, we got animation. Right. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm, that's what I got. I got animation. So, so everything. So you got like, a cartoon coming, animate all that. I can't tell you much, but no, 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 know that it's coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so you about to be on some Pixar, Pixar shit. You about to be on some Steve, because you know Steve Jobs started Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. You can't look. I'm gonna keep it a bean. <laughs> that's that. That's why it's unique because most people never thinking of the kid lane. Nah. They always want to cater to grown ups, and I'm like, yo, kids are easier to to grab to gravitate to to a product yeah. than an adult is. Adult like, get out, the fuck out of yeah. here, dude. But a kid like, yo, hip hop littles like you. Well, I sent Angela the video, the promo video of my son. I don't know if she showed you, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I just seen that, yo, man. Yeah, that's you know my what's boy. crazy is I, I I always wanted that. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted mm-hmm. my my biggest thing is I never I never focus on like. Um, the public, right? Okay. I focus on like me. I, I'm I'm a big fan of like people do things because they want to do them. Right. I mean, you don't never have to ask somebody to do nothing. That's right. So what I always told my my my, my crew, I tell my team, I say, Yo, look, one day we are gonna be out to dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to be sitting at the table with the team, and somebody send us a bottle just because they know who we are and what we about. You know what I mean, I told them that. <sighs> Man, that's that's boy. You, you, I'm telling you, that's that fifty cent but, shit, but, bro. But the, 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 hold on. But the, but the thing about it was, right? The thing about it was, uh-huh. we had a magazine release party. Okay. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Random dude bought us a bottle of Dom Perignon. I never knew who he was. See. Well, whoever that dude <laughs> is, he got whole money. Yeah, it's, it's it's just about, it's just about the things you put in the air. You know what I mean? That's and what it, you want to do. You want to put and, in the universe. Happens. Right. So when it comes down to like with your shorty, with your kid, yeah. I always wanted that. I put it in the air, but I never knew where it was gonna come from. Mm-hmm. I just sat back and waited on it. And it came. You sent it. You know what I mean? You sent the video. I didn't we didn't ask for it. You know what I mean? You just did it. You know what I mean? It's all energy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, give it up for Modelo, man. I appreciate y'all coming through, bro. Man, Tell the people how they can find the website, how they can check out everything you got coming up, how to follow you, and all that good stuff, man. Uh, we basically everywhere, man. Hip hop littles on TikTok, hip hop littles on Instagram, hip hop littles on Facebook. Find me personally at OK Modelo on Instagram, Modelo Brown Facebook, um, mm-hmm. TikTok OK Modelo, same thing. Okay, yeah. I mean the whole team sure. is there, so whoever you want to follow, whoever you want to get in tune mm-hmm. with, we we here. You know what I mean. I really appreciate you, man. So, man, appreciate you having me. Oh, for sure, for, for sure. Well, there you have it, man. Hip Hop Littles is in the building. You know, yeah, already yeah. know what it is. This is episode 104. Make sure you subscribe on all platforms. Make sure you check out DJ Buzzy on YouTube channel. Yeah, you know I mean, always keep it hip hop and make sure you go shop Hip Hop Littles. Peace. What do you want to do? It's your 10 year old mascot in the building. But, anyways, y'all. Stream on them platforms. You got Google Podcasts, you got Apple Podcasts, you got Spotify, but more importantly, YouTube. Check out the I Do It for Hip Hop Podcast. But when you do that, you gotta subscribe. And when you subscribe, there's gonna be a bar. You already know what it is. It's your boy DJ Bugsy, episode 104, and this is the Indie Artist Spotlight, and I got my bro Ty. He got a brand new project out. Sorry you couldn't go with my man Davey West, and the project is fire from front to back. I'm not capping. Y'all niggas know when I talk about projects, bro, I never cap, bro. If your shit is whack, bro, I'm telling you it's the fuck whack, and if you might get personally mad at me, but I got to keep it a bean. My man Ty, what's up, bro? What's going on, baby? Thank you for having me. You already Pleasure, know, bro, pleasure. man. So the first, for, listen, that first song, High Speed in the Ring, bro. Yeah. Y'all niggas was in y'all bag. Like, was y'all together in the studio when y'all made this project, or y'all kind of like 
in and out. You know how sometimes artists yeah. don't be together in the actual studio. Bro, we was together for the, every part of this project, from writing every song to picking out every beat. Mm -hmm. um, to record and everything. Uh, the story behind that song is actually funny. So he had that verse, and I guess he just came up with it one day and just sent me a voicemail with no beat. Mm -hmm. And that shit was fire. Right. So I spent the next four hours being like, I got to find a beat for this joint. Like, I got, we got to do something with this. This joint is hard. Okay. So it originally was his verse, mm -hmm. and then we restructured his verse a little bit so it can be like chorus and have a little bit more traditional structure to it. Because I'm like, bro, you got certain parts of this verse that would be amazing for a hook. Mm -hmm. And then from there... Found the right beat, went to the studio, knocked that joint out. But for every bit of this project, bro, we was together for it. Every metal, uh, every uh, melody, mm -hmm. uh, every metaphor, every simile, every everything, bro. I love it, man. Now, what I want to ask you, because the first thing that came to my mind when I seen the title of the project, Sorry You Couldn't Go, is when Rick Ross said, everybody can't go. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, everybody ain't going to make it. So tell me the meaning behind that. Is it a personal meaning? What did y'all collaborate with the title of the project? Tell me about the meaning, because that really yeah. made me think about Ross, but I want you to tell me your meaning. So I ain't even going to hold you, bro. Like I'm one of the people where I create a project. I try to come up with the title first and then go with everything else from there. And I was coming up with some terrible titles. My bro was like, bro, none of these joints is fire. I'm like, yeah, these joints kind of ass. I'm not even going to lie to you. Okay. And then he was like, yo, as we creating, the title going to come to us. Just give us some time and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I was listening to, uh, at that point in time, we only had two songs. We had, to be honest, we had Better Days. And I'm driving around, and I'm just thinking of, damn, what's the vibe I'm getting? I'm like, we talking a lot about losing people. And we talking about right. losing people for a different multitude of reasons. Um, when I dropped my debut project, my grandmother passed away eight days before it came out. Sorry so I didn't get it. Is that yeah, right so there. I got yeah, it's my okay. grandmom, uh, Ruth Paul and whatnot. Um, one of the best people I had ever had the pleasure of meeting in my life for real, for real. But because my project was already submitted in the distribution, I never got to talk about her or anything like that. Okay. And um for me, I'm like, I've known Dave since ninth grade. I'm like, since the day I met you, bro. We done lost a lot of people. Like, my grandmother then passed away. One of my closest um, homies, mm -hmm. uh, who's a cousin of mine, we was, like, best friends. He passed away. And I'm like, bro, me and you still here. Right. And we still here, having gone through being in a rap group together in ninth grade mm -hmm. to being grown-ass men now in 2022. And there's a lot right. of people that we came up with that they might not be here because, unfortunately, God decided to call them home. Mm -hmm. Maybe, unfortunately, they did something where the friendship might have went awry. Maybe we did something where the friendship Mm -hmm. You know, might and wouldn't ride. Right. Or just maybe people decided to go whatever ways and whatever path. And for us, it was like, nah, I'm, I'm genuinely sorry you couldn't go. Because if I said that about you, I had love for you at one point in time. And I envisioned you being here. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter the reason why you're not here. You're just not here. And I feel like the project talks a lot about that in terms of dealing with uh, death, grief, uh, the mistakes people make for why friendships go awry. Um, reason why certain women in our lives ain't here no more for real, for real. Oh, so, yeah, I was hearing yeah. that y'all got, y'all did. Now, this is the one thing I, I, I peeped too, because you know me, we talk behind the scenes a lot yeah. about music. So the one thing that I noticed is that it started out dark. Yeah. And then it got light. Mm -hmm. So it was like a lot of grieving, a lot of pain, but then it warmed up and you start seeing the positive and the good stuff too. Am I am I on key with that? No, no, you're totally right. So okay. like, like one of the first lyrics on the project is Dave singing, I miss my dogs, I cry about it every day. And then you get to that track, uh, number two for Better Days, and you have me singing, uh, my OGs never got to make it to be this age. 
and whatnot. And then from there, we get into a lot of the more bright, uh, vibrant songs that will be kind of indicative of the summer that we in yeah, right now. Right. But yeah, we definitely started it with um, kind of like a message for you to know, like, where are we going for this? Especially with it dealing with the whole cover art being like a postcard and whatnot. So you definitely totally right about it. Yeah, we started dark. We ended out right. on, um, it got like, progressively, right. progressively brighter as yeah. the project goes on. Right. And that's what you call art. See, this is what I be trying to explain to these weird artists out here, bro. And I told my boy Scooter this before you came. Okay. I said he is a real artist. He studies the game. He knows how to make a cohesive project that makes sense from front to back. And on top of that, you dropped it a day before my birthday. So <laughs> I, I'm just so happy, bro. Like, you know, even though you started off with the dark and then yeah. you got light, the fact that you dropped it a day before my birthday and it makes sense. Like sometimes when I get projects from artists, y'all go from Z to J. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, you ain't start at A? How you start with Z? So, you know, I appreciate your artistry, bro. One thing I did want to ask you was one thing that stood out, too. The hood gave me PSTD. Mm-hmm. And I always like when artists expand on the mental part of it. Can you expand on why you said that and just why it does that for people that might not know from your from your lens? So so from my lens, if I, if I just keep it personal to me, um, one of my cousins that, that passed away, Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, um, his mom one day decided she didn't want to be with his father anymore. And instead of his dad having whatever emotional stability you would want somebody to have to deal with that and properly moving on, mm-hmm. right? Instead of his dad realizing, damn, this woman loved me through infidelity and a slew of other things and accepted me. I'm in a wheelchair. She mm-hmm. accepted me all of the flaws that he might have. Right. Um, he decided to come home one day and, you know, he killed uh, my cousin, his mom, his youngest sister, and then unfortunately killed himself. I was like 15 at that point in time, right? <sighs> and I've unfortunately in my life, mm-hmm. um, I've dealt with like a lot of different things from relatives being killed, um, being being jumped, a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. One of my closest friends a couple years ago, he came home uh, from jail, messed up, had to go back. He lived in like, he was living in Ohio for a little bit, but now he back in the city, he's doing a little bit better. And it's like, when you come from certain areas, one of my favorite quotes is like, when, uh, when those people who are marginalized are given left, chaos is bound to ensue. So when you come from an area where you already disenfranchised and you don't have hope, and unfortunately, like, you know, I'm a therapist. I work with young boys in Philly. A lot of these young boys don't have hope. That's a dangerous thing not to have. When you're not living for tomorrow, you're not properly planning, you're not doing a lot of other stuff, and then you're seeing chaos, death, murder, addiction, domestic violence. These are things that you're seeing on a regular basis. Unfortunately, if you Mm -hmm. see enough negativity, it becomes normalcy to you. That's right. Facts. There's a lot of people in our mm-hmm. city that don't even know. I'm not going to say they don't know right from wrong, but when mm-hmm. you around wrong enough, you'll find ways to justify it. That's right. You'll, you'll find ways to be stagnant, maybe possibly not better yourself. And mm-hmm. having to deal with those things, a big thing that I tell the people that I work with is like, ignorance is only bliss for children. You feel what I'm saying? When you become an adult, mm-hmm. being ignorant or being incompetent can be extremely detrimental to your well being and your mental wellness and your emotional wellness. So, a big thing for me is. Being able to realize some of the things I had to experience and go through. I didn't have niggas put guns in my face before, a whole bunch of other shit, bro. Like, I didn't been through a lot of things that, like, even some of my closest friends, like, I haven't talked to them about. When my best friend heard this project, he was like, damn, bro, I didn't even know this at the third. And we probably had a three-hour conversation about some of the things I was talking about on the project, right. some of the things I've been through and whatnot. He's like, right. damn, bro, I've known you since 
you know, we was juniors in high school. Why you never tell me none of this stuff? And I was like, it wasn't nothing really to to, to talk, talk about, about. For, for it was something to deal with and get over and whatnot. And you know, mm-hmm. fortunately enough, I, mm-hmm. I through the grace of like having a phenomenal family, you know, my faith and my religion, a lot of the things that like I've been able to overcome, mm-hmm. I didn't let hinder me or the progress that I've made as a person where unfortunately that will happen to a lot of other people. people. And I was just going to ask you that because what made you become a therapist? Because I feel like sometimes you take your own trauma channeling into you being great at what you do so you can alleviate the trauma of your community. Is that one of the reasons why you became a therapist? Because you remind that reminds me of the, the movie Antoine Fisher. It's one of and, my favorite movies. Yeah, it is one of mine. Denzel is the GOAT. I just want people Thanks. to realize. Let me just get on camera. Yeah. Denzel Washington yeah, is the goal. He won in them once. That's just it. I want people to realize that I love you, Jamie Foxx. I know you got an Oscar. I love all the rest of y'all. I love you, Will Smith, but Denzel Washington is the goal. I'm going to say it one Denzel Washington is the goal. But, yeah, so is that why? Is Because I feel like that is – I feel like that's why, but you, I could be wrong. That's why I'm asking the question. So, so for me, I'm going to be honest. I, like, kind of fell into it. Before I was doing that, I was uh, giving back to the community, coaching AAU. I was coaching college kids. And one of my friends, he was already in this field. It was, like, one of my closest friends. I've known him since eighth grade. And he was – we just we would have mm-hmm. conversations every night. The same way, way me and you talk and we have great conversation. me and him would just talk about life and goals mm-hmm. and dealing with different things and our upbringing. And one day he just came to me. He was like, bro, what's your degree in again? And I was like, criminal justice with a minor in psychology. He was like, bro, my job is hiring. I think you'd be perfect for this. Mm. And I was like, all right. I gave him my resume. I didn't really hear too much about it um, afterwards. And then I want to say uh, I was selling, like, insurance before, bro. And I was, like, good at it. But I just ain't like I it. Can. Like, I just ain't. It just wasn't for <laughs> That's me. That's the same thing Cedric said before bro, he became a comedian. He used to work with State me, Farm. Bro, it was not for me, bro. So, like, I just remember one day, like, I just, like. I, I was thinking, like, yo, how can I, like, <laughs> right. not work here no more, but also not get fired and not quit? <laughs> so, like, I made probably, like, a, a bad decision. I'm like, man, I'm just going to let my insurance license, like, lapse. I'm not going to renew this joint. And then okay. they just might to let me go. Right. And I think that happened on, like, a Thursday. And I, like, went in on Friday, gave them all my stuff, picked up my last check. And I got hired for this job that very next Wednesday. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Uh, Man, I was going to have an interview or nothing like that. And I've been there. It's been, it will be six years in December. Congratulations. And thank you. And, and one of the biggest things for me is it's become extremely fulfilling for me. And I get to help uh, adolescents in Philly. I help young boys get their record expunged. I help them get off probation, parole, juvenile treatment court. And I get to help adults get Bruh. off papers as well. Let's get it, man. That's And I didn't know that. So this is all news to me. But I did know you had an educational background because yeah. you told me you went to St. Joe's. Yeah. So salute to the brothers that's helping the community and don't got to be loud about it. Like, I don't mind you going on Instagram, letting people know, but I also don't mind that you be quiet and do your stuff, you know, like, yeah. like Biggie, you said, bad boy moving silent. I'm not saying you a bad boy, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I feel you. No, it's funny because it's like a lot of people in my real life from at times don't know I make music. And then the people that follow me online <laughs> yeah. don't like when people on Twitter found out I had a real job, that shit was crazy. I'm like, yo, did y'all just think I wrote bars every day? And they was like, yes. Like, we thought you just sat around. We didn't know. We didn't know you had a real job. This is crazy. Now, this is what I wanted to ask you. Do you feel like the complexity of your bars and your metaphors eludes from your educational background and the things you went through? No, I'm not going to say that because long before I was in this field, when I was a young boy and I was just in high school, I put an emphasis on 
lyricism. Like one of my, we talked about this one time before. One of my favorite rappers coming up, and I said it to my cousin Darrell when we was out there saying, mm-hmm. like, bro, at one point in time, you couldn't tell me nothing about Cassidy. At one point in time, <laughs> Cassie was the best Cassidy. rapper on the planet to me. Right. And because of that, bro, I always put an emphasis on metaphors and similes. And, and I'm old lines. enough to, yeah, and punchlines. And I'm old enough like, to remember the DVD era where you really had to rap or you was trash and you had to battle people and you wasn't going a lot of us wasn't going to win battles off just being cool we gonna right. be honest there's certain people that could win battles off just right. being, being cool. cool i wasn't one of them right i wasn't one of them you i had, really had to that. rap and for me at a young age it was important to be able to be good lyrically why because i had a very false person i want to say a false perception of what makes you good in music in my mind if you rapped right now and mm-hmm. i rap right now and i was better than you that's all that needed to be said but eventually, as I got older and I got more mature, I realized it more shit matters in that. Yeah, like you gotta be able to make a song. song. Why you can't go do a set for thirty five minutes and rap acapella? I've seen people try to do it. It don't. I've seen don't people with good. amazing bars try to do it. Don't work. Right. Don't hit the same as you hear a dope song with a chorus, a melody, and a bunch of other stuff. It just don't hit the same. So for me, even as a young boy, when I first started rapping, mm-hmm. I knew no, I wanted to be good lyrically. I right. wanted to be the best that I could be at whatever age I was. So let me ask you this, because I definitely want to touch on West Philly, mm-hmm. and I want to touch on Drake. But before I ask you questions about that subject matter, where did you fit Cassidy at as Philly top battle rappers? And even though, quote unquote, he took an L by Hitman Island, which I disagree. I think he's trashed Hitman. I think we went back and forth about this. What's your we, thought of... We yeah, we, I think we on have. Twitter or have. probably on our yeah. phones. We, we probably where did, you, yeah. he stands now, because... When he did the battle in Philly and everybody was booing him, I felt yeah. like that was that was bullshit, bro. I felt like people in Philly just don't like Cassidy for some reason. What's your thoughts on Cassidy today? I think uh, Cassidy is probably, uh, if not number one, definitely somewhere in the top three of greatest battle rappers in Philadelphia history, especially for what he's done uh, for Thank the culture you. and whatnot. I think even if you take it out of that, for me personally, and I know a lot of people would would agree, I think you'd be very hard pressed to tell me a top five rappers from Philly and you don't have Cassidy in there. Because you have to you have to account for personal success. You have to account for lyricism and success. And I don't care how fire your man is from your hood, he never went platinum. <laughs> He never went platinum. <laughs> your man from your, unless you from the hood that Meek is from, right. Freeway is from, from, Petey, Beanie Be- Siegel. Eagle. I don't want to hear nothing about your man that's from this hood. Because right. he wasn't them. He right. wasn't young Chris. He wasn't right. state prop. He, your man wasn't them. Right. So your man might can rap better than them. Right. But he ain't sell records like them. He had a cultural <laughs> impact they had. And that got to be accounted for when you talk about top five. Your actual resume for what greatness is needs to be accounted for. And people like to brush that aside. And it's like, no, Cassidy was one of the ones. At one Thank point you. in time, he was the best rapper in Philly. Philly. Just like at one point in time, Beans was. Just like Meek is probably right. the, the biggest best rapper in Philly right now, now. to be honest. Right? right. Yo, no, Cassidy is in my top five when it comes to rappers from Philly. Facts. And, fact. and if he's not in your top five, I just got to hear it because music is subjective. You might have a top five where I go, okay, maybe I can see why he's not there. But if your top five is full of people that ain't never sold no records. <laughs> Yo, I'm not trying to put <laughs> like, Dark Low on blast, but it was a guy on Twitter. Shout out to my man okay. Demi. He told me that Dark Low discography is better than Cassidy's. And I'm just like, I, I like Dark Low, you know, Freedom Man, but... I don't see how so, his- so that's so that's a different that's a different topic. And the reason why that's a different topic is because music is subjective. So right. when you talk about somebody just catalog, we go in song for song for real for real. Right. right? If we go in song for song, I don't know Dark Low's catalog 
enough where I can really comment on that. But if you played me song for song, I might could go, okay, maybe this song is better, that song is better. But when we talk about the greatest rappers, greatness comes with your accolades. It's about more than just your discography. So when we That's talk about fact. the greatness, yeah, when we talk about greatness, you got to put Cassidy over Dark Low. But if you're going to play me song for song, no, Dark Low probably has songs that are better than Cassidy's song. Oh, yeah. There's probably a lot of people that, that feel like Dark yeah. Low might be better than Cassidy just based off of, hey, people don't like rappers for a lot of reasons. It could be personal stuff. You might just think somebody is corny as a person, and maybe that's why you don't yeah, like Yeah, they always music. talk about how you dress, though. Yeah, right. That so, so, so that but might that be. But that still a, don't take away his bars. Yeah, that's that, my that, point. that might this be. This ain't a, a fashion reason. show, bro. But when we talk about greatness, we're not talking just catalog. Right, we're not right. talking just catalog, we're and because not. we're not talking just catalog, nah, you can't brush aside the record somebody sold. No, me and you had a discussion. Yeah, where I said no. The most successful rapper from Philadelphia is Will Smith. Yeah, and I just like, damn. and we had a back and forth. And, yeah, and, that's why and, we want to talk about like fifteen Philly. minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yo, but before we get to West Philly, because we mm-hmm. got to talk about West Philly, I want to talk about Drake. Now, everybody's mad at Drake. It's memes going out. Yes. Delete the album. I download it. I put it back in Apple Music. Like, I get it. But what I want people to realize is that he can do that mm-hmm. because he's already the mm-hmm. guy. Now, if you try to do that and you mid, if you drop Jack Harlow and all them type of niggas, then you can't do oh, what Drake man. do. But okay. when you already there, you can drop a dance album, drop a pop album, and still be who you is because he's going to follow that up with some real hip hop shit. Yeah. So let me ask you this: What's your thoughts on that? And also, when we was talking behind the scenes, how people don't realize how big Drake really is. Yeah. So, so my perspective is: Had Drake announced beforehand it was a dance album, everybody's perception of that album would have been completely different. That's a fact, right? So this, I heard a lot of people on Twitter go. Oh, snap. Andrew Wiggins just got a ring. Steph Curry won finals MVP. Drake light-skinned from Canada. This is about to be crazy. People saw the track list. Oh, text going green. Jimmy, first of all, I, right. you, know, you know, I read the track list wrong a little bit. I thought the outro was called Jimmy Brooks. You know, that's the character he played on the grass. I'm like, oh, he right. about to go crazy. Then somebody was go- like, no, Jimmy Cooks. Still, he about to go, go crazy. crazy. But everybody thought it was going to be something different because the last time he had an album that magically popped up, I think might have been If You're Reading This Is Too Late, which a lot of people love by him. So people that's were expecting a certain thing from him. If he announces that this is a dance album, and everybody goes into it knowing that mm-hmm. the perception of it is different. People are normally d- disappointed because they have expectations for certain things. Right. It didn't meet people's expectations because they wanted bars, metaphors, similes. They wanted whatever Drake that they like. And there's a lot of Rapper different Drake. There's a lot of different Drakes. Whatever version of Drake they like, they felt like they didn't get. But his first week numbers just came back. Yeah. And he just did over two hundred some thousand. <laughs> and I heard somebody out. say something real on Twitter where it was like. Man, y'all in here mad at a dance album, knowing damn well you listen to this joint 1 a.m. in your house. This wasn't the time to listen. Right, right. Yeah, he's like, go outside, be around, around some women, women have, have some, some drinks, drinks, and see if you like it then. Exactly. Which a lot of people seeing that they like it. Now, when I heard it, I'm not going to lie, it was, it, was, it was two songs that stood out to me. I knew off rip, Sticky is Fire. Right. Off rip, I said, this is one of them ones. Yeah. And the joint with 21 Savage, I was like, it's fire. Yeah. And then right. as I went back and listened, mm-hmm. I want to say, I like um, I like Liability. Yeah, I And then so. it was it was another joint on there. I can't remember the name of it. But it was another joint on there that I really liked too. But I knew off rip. No, Sticky the one. Sticky. So I was like, Sticky the one. You got to catch a vibe, y'all. Don't y'all get it? Like, Drake is on vibe time. And y'all niggas is on hate time. I want y'all to understand, he's drizzy, though. Like, he can do it. I mean, I don't even like his braids. But the braids got to go. But other than that, 
I'm fucking with Drizzy. Like, can, I, can I, I ask a question? Listen, why, the, why the Braves gotta go? Because I never heard you say look, Pusha T Braves gotta go. Why Drake Braves gotta go? Because, bro, it's just something about him just don't <laughs> fit his head right. <laughs> it's like it's like a hat attached instead of actual hair. Like, that's what I see. Now, Pusha T, the reason why, because, man, Pusha T look like a dark-skinned AI. Like, <laughs> Because he got the hang time and all that. He might can't shoot okay. like AI, okay. but he got the hang time like right, AI. So, so, so I'm going to shoot Drake some <laughs> bell, right? Hey, Drake has went through every hairstyle a black man can go through. That's true. So I'm not going to hate that he eventually got the cornrows. We've seen my brother have every hairstyle <laughs> That's a black true. man can go through. So I'm, a, so I'm in my pro-blackness, I ain't going to be mad at the cornrows. I'm going to let my man be pro-black. I'm going to let I'm going to let... My man across from me got the HBCU on, so I'm gonna let Drake have his cornrow. We going pro black. I ain't going. I ain't hating on no. We black. ain't hate when Kodak Black had his drums. We ain't gonna hate on these cornrows neither. Okay, I respect that. We now ain't hating on the boys from Florida to, with the wicks. We not gonna hate on this Drake. Now either. let's go to West Philly. Let's go to okay. 52nd Street and 60th Street, uh-huh. 56th Street. Shout out to all my West Philly bros. Mm-hmm. Now I get it, bro, because this is this is hard <laughs> for me with this West Philly shit. Okay. Now I love Will Smith, but. Okay. It's just for me, bro, when I was trying to tell you, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he did that album and it did a diamond. I get it. Yeah. But, bro, That's it's just Big Willie style. Man. I get it. But <laughs> for me, bro, I, I wasn't I bumping you. that. Okay. And I get it. But when I look at Will Smith, I feel like as an actor, mm-hmm. he really took it to the next level. Okay. And I feel like that's why he went from rapping to acting. I feel like he reached his peak as a rapper and said, you know what? I got the Grammy. I did my ones and twos. Now I'm about to be an actor. I get it. And I this is this is for me. I think Beans and Meek is like, even though I, Meek might have surpassed him, though. I got to get Meek has had the longest run being the best rapper in Philadelphia we've ever seen. Okay. I can agree with that. Yeah. He has. He has if Beans would have just stayed away from, you know, he probably could have had I feel a like he, I feel like even if Beans just wouldn't have had maybe some of the medical conditions or situations he had mm-hmm. and his voice was still the same i feel like beans would still be um extremely relevant i think the only reason why he's not is because his, his voice is different because when i hear beans rap right no he can still rap right. at a very elite top tier level right and whatnot when we talk about will smith this is what i'm gonna say where you was like he hit his peak as a as a rapper and he went to <laughs> acting right right he was already acting when he dropped summertime and summertime is a top three philadelphia song ever he sold, and he was platinum as a rapper before he ever started That's true, like acting. And he sold millions of records after <laughs> acting. And when we talk about success, because again, go back to what you said about discography, right? Right. When your man told you Dark Low was better than Cassidy, you was upset. I'm not here to argue nobody discography for who you like better. But when we talk about things that are not opinionated, what's not opinionated is who sold the most records and who has the most money and who's the most successful. That is Will. <laughs> you can like Beans and Beans can be a better rapper than Will, which I would not disagree. I right. would not disagree with that. I would not disagree if you say Beans is a better rapper, Cassidy, me, this, that, that. When we talk six. about the five greatest rappers that ever come from Philadelphia, Will is on this list. Because none of them have sold more records than Will. And Will has a top three song in Philadelphia history. Well, when you say that, that's true. I can't argue that. <laughs> I can't argue that. And listen, but but this is my thing about Will. Okay, go ahead. I love Will. But Will... He and he has, just smacked Chris Rock. That's the most Philly thing you can do at the Grammys. Like, well, see, see that right there. That's one of the different type. Like now, that really that that gave him a different type of goat status <laughs> because before that, they was like, man, he's soft. Mm-hmm. He didn't see that, but a lot of people mm-hmm. still feel he's soft because Chris Rock 
that nigga wet ninety pounds. So the fuck It's like you didn't slap Fifty Cent. You slap Chris Rock. We we from Philly, uh-huh. and in Philly, you are taught not to have picks. <laughs> Will Smith is two for two in terms of smacking people that have disrespected him to his face. Yeah, he slapped he that smacked reporter. the one reporter that kissed him, yeah. right. and then Chris Rock disrespected him, and he slapped him too. <laughs> He is two for two for smacking people that have disrespected him in his face. Now, when The Rock or one of these strong bulls disrespect him and right. he don't smack them, then I'll go, oh, but you smack Chris Rock. But until I, but until that. that happens, no, he is two for two. two. He has a 100% smack rate right now in my mind. In my mind, if you disrespect Will Smith, you get smacked because I don't have no Yo, other examples gonna, of him not smacking people. My videographer gonna fuck that part up with the smack. We gonna it's gonna be a <laughs> he smack is two for two. It's gonna be a smack effect in there, and it's because everybody talk crazy online and Twitter. Up, bro. Look, uh, let's be honest, everybody talk crazy <laughs> online and Twitter, right? But nobody really like only maybe one female comedian I think maybe said something in Will Smith's presence, but that's a woman. Most right. of these dudes, when they be in Will Smith presence, and again, Will don't be around a lot of these trolls and stuff like that, for real, for real. Right. He lives his own mm, life, life with his own happiness, right? But a lot of these dudes, bro, they don't, when Will is on red carpets, these reporters ain't asking him that. When Will sit down and do interviews and chop it up how me and you doing, mm. people don't ask him stuff like that. Right. When people have disrespected them in person, he is two for two. Now, when one of y'all try to do it, mm-hmm. We see what happened then. But until right. that happens, we can't. I'm not one of them people where I assume something's not going to happen. Right. I assume anything is possible until I'm proven otherwise. Right. And we from Philly where you taught not to have picks. Right. So you said something about the man's wife, mm-hmm. but right. however many times he felt the way, he walked up there, he smacked you. A lot of people was like, well, why you ain't you do that to August? August was never in arm reach to get smacked. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's true. And man. we from Philly. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed right to fly across the world, world to go find right. August, August Smacky. <laughs> right. I'm Will Smith. I got better things to do. <laughs> I gotta give Will's props, man. Shout out to DJ Zazzy, Jeff, Will Smith, man, Charlie. You know, I mean, man, Charlie Mack. They they definitely got a lot of Philly history. And they definitely put it down yeah. for sure, for sure. Love now you. this is a Philly question too, because I had this debate, and then we going, you know, get into some other things. So I had a debate about the truth versus. Philadelphia Freeway debut. Mm. What is the best album to you? <laughs> I knew I was going to catch it. Damn. That's a tough one, bro. Because that Philly Freeway, that, that Philly shit Freeway, got some shit that on That Philly it. Freeway is like one of the most amazing debut albums um, ever. Well, so is the truth. Yeah. Oh, man. That's hard. Um, I feel like I want to go with the truth. Really? I feel like I want to go with the truth. Yeah, I said that too, but someone argued me down. He was like, no, nah, bro, because there's a couple songs on there that's just like, ah, it's kind of mid. And I'm like, what song on the truth is mid, bro? But, but that can be that can be said about any like, like right. album, especially if you especially if you listening to it now mm-hmm. with the airs we have. In, in Do you feel like it has replay value, both of those albums? I think both of those albums are Stay classic. Stay in the sense of time. I, I, right. Both of those albums have stood the test of time, and they are classic. And we okay. need to actually talk about maybe Philadelphia Freeway and the truth a little bit more. We do. Right? We, I feel like we I feel like we need to talk about Bean's discography more in general. I feel like he's not as held in high regard as he should be in terms of hip-hop conversations because I feel like Beans is probably somewhere in the top 20 or top 15 greatest hip-hop artists ever. Even if his run by a lot of people's standards might have been short. Mm-hmm. No, his he, run was crazy. He, he, no, yeah. his run was crazy. It he was. was one and, he, and he outbarred Jay multiple times on songs. And how many artists and, can and actually the, say and that? And went the word with the locks. And didn't get cooked. And didn't get cooked. And didn't get cooked. That's them Philly niggas. And didn't get cooked. That's them Philly rappers for you. 
But listen, we about to get into this freestyle. E, you ready? We about to get it, man. This boy is barred up, by the way. West Philly, stand up. Uh. Yo, uh. I made it through the trenches and all kind of hate. I ain't got no rat for a rat. Don't want to conversate. You see where all that back and forth got 42. Doug, we was trapping everything. I sold like 42. Do you hear me? Look, last time I was here, I didn't do what I was supposed to Can't even hold you I just scraped fungus off a toast Where I'm from, that shit could really mold you Nah, I never been the type that you could walk over Headshot, now he in the ground getting walked over Boy, I'm from the deuce I throw it up and let that fall bang We done lined up more niggas and soul train I'm out here getting dissed by these niggas that ain't got no fame Cold world, I won't go back and forth with a no name You know niggas don't play hockey How you gonna check me? I'm sliding with a stick and two nines I feel like Gretzky, Bugsy I said I was the one a day you Met me. I've been in the hood. I treat a bitch the same way she let me. I keep That's it straight fact. with all these bitches. They can't curb me. I had this bitch shaking that shit. My D sturdy. I can tell you about the trenches and all kind of shit. We call this shit the trap because we really make it out of it. My bro started trapping at school. He lost his scholarship. He dropped out behind that. Yay, there was a consequence. I think about it every time it's time to make a move. How you niggas want to play the game and him break the rules? Niggas killed my bro and they came with get back. We sent him to the sky so my bro can get his lick back. I ain't got a tear tatted, but I really cry. I've been through pain and I got homies that really die Niggas love to talk about ops that's non-existent It never was the block, it's the truth these niggas spinning These shit these niggas say to they boys, they never say to me I swear they beyond scared straight, but this ain't a and &E. I found out my shooter moving perks for a crazy feed, dog. I really got a gunner that be pushing P I pray they never hit us with the Rico Niggas get paid in four and then they turn into Rico No amount of money or pussy can make me ever switch I can't imagine lying to my dog for a bitch I come from a city that's in a state of emergency Broke is a habit and niggas are scared of currency Ain't a lot of games where I'm from We on our shit though I seen niggas slip that PPP in the crypto Please don't consider this a challenge For me I rapping all of these niggas is not a challenge I ain't Lizzo but I came here to show my ass Fucking apology you can't tell me I didn't spaz Can't tell me I'm not the one I do this shit every time I had a bar about Drake But honestly never mind What the fuck we doing? What we doing bro? What we doing bro? Listen Look, I got some demons I ain't faced yet Lives we ain't take yet I swear the game I give worth millions we haven't made yet Pride too hard to swallow They all wanna talk to the kid but they ain't wallow I'm really him with these verses, that's on the Bible You niggas killing women and children, I just can't follow Shorty was a model, I knew her to spin the bottle She died being real, when you solid, you catch a hollow It's really dark in my city, this shit is gritty Moms couldn't raise us, teachers couldn't save us We broke and so is the neighbors Hand-me-downs was handmade, the neighbors couldn't make tuna fish We bought a mayonnaise I really stopped some evictions from getting put out I was raised to look out, but I've never been a lookout Seen real ones get took out White people doing nigga shit and niggas telling them niggas come to the cookout I swear you niggas really embarrassing Endorse some white people that really pale in comparison Everybody think they the shit I smell hypocrisy He said his bitch bad but he married the mediocrity I can't settle, I play at a different level My mom was a project baby So me not making it out is really ghetto Look, Tay told me I should let it breathe 
You know this shit real, it ain't make-believe Let's keep it real, I'm not somebody you can make-believe I know it's sad, I'm the reason a couple moms grieve I'm only blood with niggas who made my ops bleed the family will tell you I can't be humble Sign hands work but he bringing guns to the rumble He love the life he got and he wanna live to the fullest You gon' throw your hands and then you gon' catch a bullet I promise He on a shopping spree but it's only pleased that he copping Let's keep it real if you lodge your way out of a rumble boy be honest You should tell the truth cause it'll set you free I remember busting traps with Mar in an SUV R.I.P. the X I know the ops know who we be Sorry, Miss Jackson, I'm about that action. I made the whole family a promise I won't be lacking. This ain't Marty Brawl, we got it, but we ain't flashing. Extendo, I just put a dick inside a magnum. A lot of niggas is known, but they ain't names, though. This that Jay-Z, Rockefeller back with Dane flow. Hey, I seen haters throwing salt. I got that door off my shoulder soon as I changed clothes. You niggas can never worry me. I made a business out of taking shit personally. I never count my losses, only wins. My circle got lit with green, that's just my close friends. Real niggas that's all around me. I'm out with my dogs and bitches just wanna hail me. You all bark, no bite, so what that sound mean? Huh? What we doing, bro? What we doing, bro? Man, you, you on, already man. know what it is, man. You already know what it is, bro, man. Listen. Listen, man, I appreciate you coming. Tell the people how they can follow you, how they can get the project, the whole shebang, bro. Yo, bro, y'all can follow me at Who's Tie, W-H-O-S-T-Y-E. You can follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram. You can follow me if you YouTube Who's Tie. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just dropped a project with my dog, Davey West. It's called Sorry You Couldn't Go on all digital streaming platforms. Please check that out. Appreciate you for having me, my dog. Thank oh, you. Oh, you already know, man. Man, you already know what it is. It's your boy DJ Bugsy. Make sure you follow the movement at Door for Hip Hop Pod. Make sure you keep it hip hop. Make sure you follow me on all on platforms, DJ Bugsy215. Peace. <laughs>